The message you're about to listen to is produced by CRIC Media. On prayer, Luke 11, reading verse 1. And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. That means prayer can be taught. He said, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples. Hallelujah. That's why our Friday meeting is called the School of Prayer. And he said unto them, when you pray, what do you say? What do you say? Our Father. So prayer is addressed to God the Father. He says, when you pray, say. That means you don't pray in your mind. You know, some people say, I am praying in my mind. You don't pray in your mind. He says, when you pray, do you want save? Because if we don't understand the principles of prayer, our Christian lives will lack results. So here, the Holy Spirit, speaking through Jesus, teaches us how to pray. Say, when you pray, what do you do? You say, you open your mouth. In other words, if you're not talking, you're not praying. If you're not talking, you're not praying. So if someone says, I'm praying in my mind, they are not praying. Are you all there? I said, are you all there? He says, okay, go to Matthew chapter 6. Hallelujah. Matthew 6. Are you there? Are you there? Reading from verse 5. And when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as the hypocrites are. For the love to pray standing in the synagogues and in the corners of the streets, that they may be seen of men, very I say unto you, they have their reward. Notice, he says, your motive in prayer is what decides your results from prayer. Your motive in prayer is what decides your results from prayer. So, if I am praying loud that you may hear me praying. You've, I've gotten my answer. You've heard me pray. If I sing loud that others may hear me singing, I've gotten my results. They heard me singing. Are you all there? So, my rewards in prayer is decided by my is determined by my reason during prayer in other words if you are trying to get noticed when you pray jesus said you've gotten your answer to your prayer you have been noticed praise god i said praise god now look at this he says in verse six now let me look at that again 
It says, when thou prayest, thou shalt not be as hypocrites are, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues. Now, there's nothing wrong with standing and praying. I will show you that later. That's um, Mark eleven twenty five. when you stand praying, so we can pray. In the corners of the streets, that it may be seen of men. Notice what Jesus is against, is that they do it to be seen of men. So if there's anything you're doing in church to be noticed, Jesus said that is a reward. You'll be noticed. So it matters why you do what you do. Hallelujah. You know, some someone can be honest and want me to know. And come and say, um, Pastor, I am fasting for seven days so that I feel you're spiritual. Jesus said you got your reward because I know you are fasting for seven days. And at the end of the fast, you didn't get anything out of it because I know. And you were fasting. You wanted me to know you were fasting for seven days so you could be honored. So what did you get? Nothing out of your prayer. Your reasons in prayer matters. Why are you praying? Verse 6. But thou, when thou prayest, enter into thy closet. And when thou hast shut thy door, pray to who? Pray to who? Pray to thy father. Hallelujah. He says, pray to thy father. You know, they came to Jesus. They said, um, Lord, teach us to pray as John also taught his disciples to pray. And Jesus said, when you pray, say. So we know that prayer is saying, prayer is talking, prayer is talking to God the Father. Are you out there? So when I say I am praying, I cannot just get on my knees and that's not prayer. That's not prayer. Some people just close their eyes and you're not praying, you're thinking. He says when you pray, say. Then look at verse 6. You can say, and pray to thy father which is in secret. And thy father which see it in secret shall reward thee openly. So the answer to prayer is the reward of prayer. There's a reward. It says, he reward thee openly. But when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the hidden do. You know, a lot of times today we... Um, uh, let me not use the word we because we don't. But many Christians believe in vain repetitions. I don't mean to be critical. But when people pray, they are saying the same thing over and over again. I don't need to give you an instance. Fall, 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 fall. He says, use not vain repetitions as the hidden do. Because we want to pray the way Jesus taught us to pray. Hallelujah. Are you all there? He says, when you pray, use not vain repetitions as the hidden do. Now that suggests that some folks are beginning to use vain repetitions like the hidden. He didn't say they are hidden. He said, but don't do it like the hidden. Are you all there? For they think they shall be heard for their much speaking. And this is in the circles. When we will pray 
and repeat the words Oluwagbawa 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 Oluwagbakusu 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 Bakusu 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 and the other Ami Ami Bakusu Ami Bakusu Ami 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 Bakusu when we leave Bakusu it says they think they shall be heard for they are much speaking. See, a lot of times when we pray, we think the more we say it in prayer. Now, there's a place of confession, all right? That's different. It's like I'm praying. Father, heal this child. 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 Now, you think the more you say it, then you hear. God is not that way. He's not that way. Look at verse 8. It says, Be not ye therefore like unto them, for your father knoweth what things you have need of. Watch this. Before you ask him. Now that tells me that we have a compassionate God. He knows what we have a need of before we ask him. Isn't that good to know that your father knows what you have need of before you ask him? Now, someone says, oh, oh, God, if you only know what I need, uh, you would have helped me. He knows what you need. The issue is that you don't know the principles that govern prayer. Because you don't know the principles that govern prayer, so you're not getting results from prayer. You know, when I talk with Christians, Remember my friend, he has an, an, an aunt that is a special prayer warrior. And um, there a lot of, lot of evil things happen to that family. Wealthy family, a lot of evil things. And she's a prayer warrior. Because they don't know the principles that govern prayer. She prays all night, almost every day. She's so lean, dark, haggard, do wealthy. But, oh no, oh no. If only she would go to the word of God and learn how to pray. Hallelujah. He says, don't be like them. Say, because your father knows your needs before you ask him. And somebody says, but why don't we get answers to prayer? That's what we're talking about. Because it's when you pray, say, our father. He taught us how to pray. But someone is praying, and he says, let us pray. And he gives them, everybody go ahead and pray. Uh, brother, are you praying? Say, I'm praying in my mind. You're not praying. He says, when you pray, say. David says, hearken unto the voice of my supplication. Notice, it's the voice of my supplication. The voice. So, if you're not saying anything, you're not praying. That's the first thing you need to know. And number two, you address the prayer to the Father. Then he says, when you're praying that prayer, don't use faint repetition. Don't pray as though God doesn't know what you need. Don't pray as though God is not concerned about what you need. Because a lot of times, 
the way the, the concept of Christianity delivered to us is that we got to bombard the gates of heaven. You bombard your enemy, not your father. To bombard is to throw bomb at. Someone says, we, we, we are going to bombard the gates of heaven. Look at where you are. It shows that you are outside, you are outside the kingdom of God. You are bombarding the gates. He said, let us therefore boldly come to the throne of grace. He says, come to the throne. You are bombarding gates. You are outside. That's what the Bible says in Hebrews 4 verse 16. It says, let us therefore come boldly to where? To the throne of grace. Now, the other guy is saying, let us bombard the gates of heaven. Where did he get the revelation from? Assumption. And what's religion? Religion is the worship of God based on human assumption. See, he's outside bombarding gates. God says, come to the throne. So we are the throne receiving. He's at the gates bombarding. Angels are warring with him. Because he's, he's, he wants to destroy the gates. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. You see, God is actually opening your eyes to see. Because a lot of times, we pray as though the God we are praying to doesn't really care. But he does care. Amen. Hebrews chapter 4. You need to know the principles that govern prayer. I've been praying about these things since I don't know when God will hear me. Oh, ho. When you're bombarding game. Hebrews 4. Are you there? Let me read from verse 14. Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passing to the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession or our confession. Okay? Verse 15. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities. He says Jesus can be touched. God understands what you're going through. You know, sometimes people pray and they say, God, if you only know what I'm going through, you've not done something. That's so it's God's fault. You know, my wife gave me an analogy today, which is so beautiful. Let's say you, 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 you need money. And I paid um, 100,000 naira into your account. It's in your account. Then, you, I, I called you and I said, um, it's in your account. I wanted to tell you, but you didn't pick your phone, all right? So the money's in your account. Then you begin to call me back and say, I need, I need the money. I said, the money's in your account. And you begin to weep and cry. So if you only know what I'm going through, you should have done something about it. And I said, I've done something about it. So what do you do? You go and pick the money. Am I right? I said, am I right? You go and receive it. But if when I called you, you didn't pick, when you called me, my number was not available, what will you do? You start saying that pastor is wicked. Because you didn't know that when you, when you asked, I responded. You didn't know. So you say, I, 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 I told pastor about it and um, he promised he would do it. He has not done anything about it. The question is, have you gotten through? 
Have you gotten through to pastor? Has he gotten through to you? That's the way many of our prayer lives are. We've not gotten through to God. Because you don't know that God feels what you feel. You see, uh, Jesus, does Jesus know what it means not to have accommodation? Does he know what it means? Yes. When he went to Samaria, the Bible says that he had no place to lay his head. So he knows what it means not to have accommodation. This is touched with the feelings of your infirmities. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. He says, so we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all point tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore, because we know that God is concerned, we know we have an high priest that is touched with the feelings of our infirmities. We know God knows our needs. He says, let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. We don't come begging, we come boldly. Hallelujah. Are you all there? Just let us come boldly unto the throne of grace and we obtain mercy and find grace to help when? In time of need. Hallelujah. Just let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence. The NIV. So let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence. Confidence that what? Confidence will get what we ask for. One day, so we say one day, one day, God will do it. Philippians 4. One day, one day, Philippians chapter 4. Philippians 4. Are you there? Let me read verse 6. It says, be careful for nothing. In other words, be anxious. For nothing. That word means don't have anxiety about anything. Okay? The NIV says do not be anxious about anything. One translation says have no anxiety about anything. Don't worry about anything. You see, worry is proof you do not have faith in God's concern for you. When you are worried about anything, what are your children? What are your finances? What are accommodation? About your protection? You are not sure of God's love and concern for you. If you find your two-year-old child sitting down somewhere, and you say, what are you thinking? And I say, I'm wondering whether you can even care for me at all. Who has been talking to you? The child doesn't care. The child is not saying, Mommy, I'm hungry. Doesn't care whether I have the money or not. Better do something. You're supposed to be able to do something. That's the attitude we should have. Jesus said in Matthew 18, verse 3, He says, Except you become converted and become like little children, so you cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 18, verse 3. Hallelujah. I said, Hallelujah. Are you all there? He says, Be anxious for nothing. But in everything, did you see that? He said, but in everything, hallelujah, praise God. He says, but in everything, by prayer, so we can pray about everything, am I right? 
Come on now, am I right? If we can pray about everything, we can pray about anything. We can pray about anything. What is it you're going through? You can pray about it. Say, but in everything, by prayer and supplication. With what? With what? With what? See, now a lot of people pray, but no thanksgiving. Thanksgiving adds spice to your prayer. It says, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. But most people just have needs. And the first thing they think about is, God, I have this need. God, meet my need. God, do something. God, do something. God. It says, with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. So, whenever you pray, remember to add thanksgiving to it. When Jesus got to Lazarus' grave, what did he do? He said, Father, I thank you because you hear me always. Thanksgiving. Whatever you're praying about, add thanksgiving to it. You're praying, Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray concerning my child's school. I pray that this child is, is going to be safe in the name of Jesus. That should be around the right friends in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father, because I know you're concerned about my child. Therefore, I give you thanks that my child is always safe with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known unto God. Verse 7 says, And the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds, watch this, through Christ Jesus. So if you learn to do it with thanksgiving, if you learn to pray with thanksgiving, many people don't pray with thanksgiving. They just pray. They come tomorrow angry at God. No, no, no. It says, with thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. With thanksgiving. It says, don't worry. Say, but everything, whatever you're going to just pray about it. When you pray, it says, begin to give thanks. You see, thanksgiving is an our expression of confidence that God heard us when we prayed. Thanksgiving is an expression of your confidence that God heard you when you prayed. Father, I thank you for you hear me always. See, you're confident he heard you. You're confident in this thing you're praying about, you're going to get an answer. Hallelujah. Jesus always got results. He was a man of thanksgiving. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Many people are wondering, why don't I get results in prayer? That's why the disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray. Teach us. Teach us to pray. You get answers to prayer. We don't, Lord. Teach us to pray. They began to teach them. Look at something very quickly in Colossians 4. Colossians 4. When you pray, say. You say. Then who do you talk to? The Father. Colossians 4 verse 2. Are you there? I said, are you there? Read it together, please. One, two, read. Continue in prayer. 
watch in the same. With what? With thanksgiving. It says, continue in prayer. Continue in prayer. Watch in the same. With what? With thanksgiving. Continue in prayer. Watch in the same. With thanksgiving. So, when I pray, there must be thanksgiving inside. It says, watch in the same. With thanksgiving. So as you're praying, oh God, touch my, my boss heart in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Your word says the heart of a king is in your hands. And you direct the water course to wherever you please. So Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you. See, you're coming to Thanksgiving now. Watching the same with Thanksgiving in the same with Thanksgiving. I thank you that my boss attitude has changed toward me. You're expressing your faith in that prayer. See, because a lot of people don't know how to pray. They're like the disciples of Jesus. They were casting out devils. The devils didn't come out. So, Lord, teach us to pray. Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Go to Mark 11. Mark 11. Let's go to Mark 11 first. I want to take you somewhere else, but Mark 11 will do you good. Mark 11. Are you there? Let me read from verse 23. Verse 22 is good. And Jesus answered and said unto them, Have faith in God. For verily I say unto you that Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he seeth shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he seeth. Now watch this. He says, If you speak a word, and believe what you're saying will come to pass, you shall have whatsoever you say. In other words, it shows us that in the realm of faith, Satan cannot hinder our prayer. He says, he shall have whatsoever he saith. So Satan cannot stop our prayer in the realm of faith. Then he says, verse 24, he says, therefore, Remember, I taught you, I said, whenever you find the word therefore, find out what it is therefore. It is therefore, verse 23. Because it's letting us know that when you talk and you have faith in what you're saying, you will get an answer. Then look at verse 24. It says, therefore, I say unto you, what things are you desire? Now, he's talking about your desire. When you pray, what do you do? Believe what that ye receive them and what ye shall have them. It says, because now you know that when you begin to declare words, they will come to pass. It says, therefore, whatever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and what But the key first is understanding the place of faith in prayer. Because he said, Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, 
Be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things which he says shall come to pass. He says, He shall have whatsoever he saith. So, Jesus is teaching them a universal principle. He says, Whosoever. Because a law is no respect to our persons. If I climb to the top of this roof and jump down, I won't go up, I will come down. If you go to the top of the roof and jump, he will come down. Whether you're fat, whether you're slim, whether you're short, whether you're tall, whether you're rich, whether you're poor, whether you're dark, whether you're fair, it doesn't matter. Am I right? Okay, so it's teaching the principles. It says, therefore, I say unto you, whatever things you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them. And what? Appreciate. It says, believe you receive them. Believe you receive them. Okay, sir. Believe you receive them. Turn your Bible very quickly to Matthew 21. Believe you receive them. And shall have them. Matthew 21, are you there? Reading verse 21. Jesus answered and said unto them, Verily I say unto you, If you have faith and doubt not, you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if you shall say to this mountain, Be thou removed, and be not cast into the sea, what? It shall be done. He says, If you have faith and doubt not. Verse 22. And all things, whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, give me the next word. What did he say? What did he say? So if I pray without believing, there's no receiving. Because it is believing.